from 1011 Now and the 1011 Studios in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is the End Report Podcast. No football. There's some sad words across Cornhusker Nation as on October 28th, Nebraska, Wisconsin, the game is canceled due to an rise in COVID cases in Madison. With Dan Corey and George Belecci, I'm Kevin Suits. George joins us from our sister station, WMTV, which is NBC 15 in Madison. George, I know you've been on top of the story from the jump Sunday night with the news of Graham Mertz's positive COVID-19 case leads us all the way up until uh, Wednesday's decision to cancel the game. How wild has it been in Madison over the past 72 hours? It's been a roller coaster to use that cliche, Kevin, that's for sure, because you have the high of highs where a four-star quarterback who looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country, the second best quarterback in the conference and Graham Mertz just absolutely dazzles everyone, plays a near-perfect game, and Wisconsin's riding high. Then Sunday evening, you hear the news that he's possibly COVID positive, waiting for that to get confirmed, and UW can't comment on anything. Then you hear that he is confirmed with the follow-up test for more reports. And then the backup quarterback, Chase Wolf, comes down, and he's missing from practice, possibly COVID positive as well. And then the hammer that drops is what happened today with the game against Nebraska this Saturday being canceled. It is just – it summarizes what it has felt like since March, where you get the Big Ten schedule. It gets taken away. You get it given back again. And once again, it gets ripped from the heart of Badger fans and anyone in Madison. So it's just heartbreaking to say, you could always say, well, you know, in COVID, you got to expect the worst. You can never expect for everything to go as planned. And that's understandable. But for the season to be affected how the way it is right now, it is just piercing the hearts of Badger fans in Madison, anyone across the country. And it's such a shot to the program because they look like one of the best teams in the conference for sure. They were looking forward to challenging the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Saturday. And now they're just in limbo once again, and it's out of their control. George, did you get the sense that this was coming? It seemed like it happened quickly. The story developed very quickly. Being in Madison, what was your take on the news happening on Wednesday? Did you did you get a feeling that this was maybe going to happen? Yeah, it was really interesting just to follow in general because UW said they cannot make any statements on any individual cases for COVID-19, whether for a player or a coach. Now, Jeff Patrikas of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel was breaking a lot of this news and reporting it. And a guy that's been in Madison reporting on the Badgers for 25 years he is well-vested within his sources. So when you hear him putting out the info, you know Jeff more times and not is correct right so you're hearing this about Graham and it's also but that's still one of those moments where you're like there's no way like this can't be real like are you, are you kidding me and it's also that part where you hear it and you go like he's he's just a kid like is this really happening does that have to be reported they've been doing so well with their bubble but as the reports came out Chase Wolf missing from practice and here comes a point whether UW said they wanted to comment on anything or not by them not commenting on anything and not denying and saying no these reports are wrong well, that makes you believe that everything was right that was being reported. So you hear about Graham being confirmed. You hear Chase Wolf missing. And then for the question of the Nebraska game happening, to say I woke up today and I got the news and I was definitely disappointed. I really was. But to say I was surprised, no. Because you also expected. We've seen it happen across the country. And the Big Ten left no room for error. Eight games, eight weeks, and the championship Saturday. Because the next day after that, Saturday on December 19th, the college football playoff makes their decisions and that, we all know, is made for Ohio State's favor. But they left no room for error. So you, you live with that and you go, well, they're going to try their best. And for it to happen to the Badgers, the first team that is being affected by this, and we're still waiting to hear if it's a no contest or not because Barry Alvarez and Rebecca Blank made this call. The Big Ten did not determine that they're canceling the game this Saturday. So we're waiting to hear if it's a no contest. 
But to answer it, Kevin, for it to come down like it was, you felt it was coming, you saw it coming, and for it to still happen, it is March 11th. It is that day in August all over again where it's just deja vu and it's disappointment. George, that's a really good point, too. The fact that Wisconsin were the ones to make this decision. It was the chancellor uh, of the University of Wisconsin and athletic director Barry Alvarez, who, by the way, uh, played his college football at the University of Nebraska. So that's another side story there. They're the ones who make the decision. They did not have to make the decision to not play the game because Wisconsin is in the orange red, not the red red. If it is a red red on the COVID-19 scale for the Big Ten um, protocols, then of course the game has to be shut down. There was a decision to be made. Wisconsin chooses not to play. Dan, your reaction from the Nebraska side of things. I, I got the quick sense that fans here were not only disappointed on Wednesday morning, but they were angry. Yeah. People here are mad. And uh, you know, it, 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 it's funny that Nebraska fights for football so much. It gets it. And then the second week, and I, and I feel like Nebraska fans and the coaching staff and players starting to listen to them this week, they had a, they feel like they had a shot against Wisconsin to at least give the Badgers ball game, which they haven't done that in recent years. So many fans looking forward to uh, the game. And of course that was the first game at Memorial stadium and although no fans, uh, downtown businesses and, and the bars were ready to go, extreme disappointment on Nebraska's end here, George. And, and you, got, you just got done listening to Barry Alvarez and, and Paul Chris speak. What was the mood of, of the athletic director for Wisconsin and the head coach as well? The mood from Barry Alvarez, and it reminded me of when the Big Ten season was canceled. And I say this out of respect for him, and I'm not taking a shot at his age. But the Don has been around college football forever. He's one of the most polarizing figures in the country. I felt like my grandpa was sitting me down and telling me, telling me that my dog died. That's what it felt like, honestly. It's just heartbreaking. And at the same time, there's concern. Well, what do we do next? For him, he was blunt. He was like, my priority right now is not the Purdue game. It is getting this under control. Because you saw the initiative that him and Rebecca Blank took by getting out ahead. Because the magic number for them was by all the testing and the protocols from the Big Ten was 12. 12 total people out of 146 players, coaching staff, and support staff. They hit 12. Six players, six coaches, including Paul Chris today. Paul Chris said he felt fine. But for Barry Alvarez and Rebecca Blank, they saw those numbers, the jump. Because the Wednesday before the Illinois game, one positive test. The day following the Illinois game, and since that, 12 positive tests. They got out ahead and stopped it, but there's still the heartbreak. They did the right thing, and they still feel bad. That's what I got from Barry Alvarez, and it's understandably so. They wanted to play Nebraska. They know how important this season is for them, because from the get, we've heard Big Ten West Championship, Big Ten Championship. They want a spot in the college football playoff. And this jeopardizes a lot of that. They need to play as many games as possible because no game is guaranteed as it's been. For Barry Alvarez, the mood from him was just heartbreak. It was absolute disappointment. But at the same time for him saying, this is what we have to do. This is what needs to be done. And we got to move forward. From Paul Christ, it was the same. And for him, the big part too was he felt fine and his coaching staff felt fine. Kevin, you know, you, you the disappointment on Alvarez and Chris's face was apparent, but tell me how the fan base is reacting to this because it seems like Wisconsin is really taking uh, the, the conservative or some would say right approach and calling off this game. But, you know, if the fan base thought it had a chance to win the Big Ten championship and there was a chance this game could have been played, 
which if they were in the orange red, it means they need to proceed with caution. What's the, what's the uh, view of the fan base or the majority of the fan base? Absolute anger right now, for sure. And, and disappointment too, but there's anger and it, but it goes back to from day one, because the big 10 put out a good schedule in the scheme of things. Two bye weeks, you can move around. They called it the Jenga schedule because they had so many options. They can move blocks of games. But this, it was the grave. This is the bed that they made, the Big Ten. By saying eight games in eight weeks, you play. If you can't, it's a no contest. We're going to try and get through the season and get to December 19th and December 20th. So from that standpoint, it's anger at the conference that this is the schedule you gave us. This is the best opportunity you can give us. But you decided to pull the plug so early when there was a schedule laid out and we can get it done with games getting canceled or postponed. So the anger is at the conference. But the sadness and the disappointment, thats they're not angry at Barry Alvarez and Rebecca Blank because they understand they had to move forward because it's, it's true because, yeah, 12 positive tests have popped up since Illinois. As we know, there's an incubation period with the virus. Who knows when more can be done? So they stop it now. They take a pause now. They quarantine all the players in a hotel, continue to test them every day for the next seven days, and they reassess. So they take away one game and they possibly can still play against Purdue. So there's salvage there. So from the fan base, it's anger at the conference because this is the opportunity you gave us. This is the best you can give us really, but directed at Rebecca Blankenberry Alvarez, it's just sadness. You know, you're not going to be understanding, but you get it why this choice was made right now, especially hearing those numbers. And I'll say this, a head coach testing positive makes it very real. Six coaching staff members makes it very real. And for Graham Merch, you're starting quarterback to get tested positive makes this very real. George, really well said. I'm going to ask a question that it's not something I or Dan believe, but it's something that we have heard. So we're just going to ask you to get the Wisconsin side of this. Some people in Nebraska, they believe, whether they still believe it or not, but there is a notion that Wisconsin decided to forego playing this game beyond the COVID numbers because they did have the option since it's orange red, I think you know where I'm going with this. There is a, a, a thought out there on the Nebraska side of things that Wisconsin is not playing this game because their starting quarterback is not available. Graham Mertz has COVID-19. The third string quarterback has reportedly COVID-19. And they're down to a fourth string quarterback. So they made a decision based on football and the likelihood of winning the game with a fourth string quarterback. Absolutely not. Barry Alvarez is a competitor. Paul Chris is a competitor. And I can bet you every single guy on that team is a competitor. And that defense is damn good, Kevin. They only allowed 218 yards to Illinois, and they only allowed eight first downs. Now, Nebraska's offense is very talented. I was looking forward to that matchup. But to be down to the third-string quarterback, and that's why they're going to not play the game, absolutely not. Because I'll say this. Graham Mertz is the best quarterback in Wisconsin's program since Russell Wilson. But is that saying much? No, we've seen them win with less. <laughs> and let's say this too. You go back to since Nebraska is back in the Big Ten and playing Wisconsin almost annually, how has Nebraska fared? You think the Badgers don't want to play in an empty stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska? No, that's not it. This was not made, this decision was not made because they did not want to play the Nebraska Cornhuskers. That defense wanted a shot at a very good offense, a very talented offense. This team wanted a shot at Nebraska. And they know, like I said, they want to play all eight games because they want to win now and set themselves up for success in November and December and beyond. So for and, anyone to think that, absolutely wrong. 
Yeah, you have to play at least six games in the conference schedule to qualify for the Big Ten championship. And the tiebreakers are really messy the way the Big Ten uh, documented it for uh, if the team is to maybe play six games, but still be eligible to play in the Big Ten championship. And uh, I guess we proceed with that as we go through the weeks. Dan, now, if we shine the light a little bit more on the question I just posed to George, I think from some Nebraska fans vantage point, they thought, as George said, it's been a while since Nebraska has defeated the Badgers. 2012 was the last time. And in between now and then, there have been some pretty lopsided games. Some Nebraska fans feel like maybe this was the year the Huskers could get them playing at home. And then also knowing that Wisconsin will be down to a fourth string quarterback, they're like, we could really possibly win this game. Isn't that the thought process behind that question, wrong or right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we talked about earlier this week before the game was even canceled, Kevin. And in Nebraska, although there was kind of a sneaking feeling that you know, Wisconsin could come in here, throw uh, 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 the kid in the Wildcat, the quarterback in high school, Gary Groshek, Groshek, who Eric Shenander, the defensive coordinator for Nebraska, talked about earlier this week. A thrower how win. So maybe Wisconsin, by not playing the game, is doing Nebraska a, a favor of another disappointing game against the Badgers because you know, you just know that Wisconsin would have came in here somehow, some way, and would have won with Danny Vandenboom at quarterback. Hey, Danny Vandenboom undefeated in his <laughs> high school career. And like I said, Wisconsin has not won with much talent. And this too, Nebraska, tell me how they fared against stopping the run against Wisconsin averaging over 300 yards rushing per game. The Badgers are their last three meetings against Nebraska. So until your defense shows up, then you can't really tell me because of a quarterback decision that the Badgers would cancel this game. I absolutely disagree with that. And I understand that too, at the same time. And I like that you brought it up. Garrett Groshek joined the team as a walk-on quarterback. And he's basically their one, a one B running back this year. Yeah. They've run the wildcat, but Paul Chris, he would definitely work that wrinkle in, but it would have been Danny Vandenboob's offense to run, Nikia Watson's backfield to run with Garrett Groshek into the mix as well. We're talking with George Belecci of NBC 15. That's a sister station of 1011. We appreciate his time with us talking about Nebraska and Wisconsin being canceled this week. George, what does this mean for Wisconsin moving forward? We understand that the team is suspending all activities for seven days. That means they could return next Thursday. That's a very short window to get ready for a game, which next on the Badgers schedule is Purdue. Do you see that game happening? They could play it. We know that some players that have tested positive, they've got to be out 21 days. Yeah. So they're short six players right now for 21 days. You're right. And that still leaves plenty of players, 107 guys for them to play with. Yes. But they're going to be not practicing for the next seven days. Every player will have an individual hotel room. They will be tested daily. They will not be practicing. I can't say that enough. So the Purdue game, they didn't want to make a call on it yet, and understandably so. But from my perspective, from someone that's covered football and just understands the preparation that goes into it, it seems so unrealistic to happen. They're not going to call it yet, though. Like I said, they'll be testing them seven straight days, daily antigen tests, and they will see and they can reassess then. But from my perspective, from what I'm saying, because Barry Alvarez – And both Paul Chris said, you know, the priority is not the Purdue game. It's just flattening this curve, stopping this outbreak and getting everything under control. From my perspective, I do not see that game happening right now. It just doesn't seem realistic from a health standpoint that has nothing to do with COVID. It's guys that haven't been on the field. And we think it's going to happen to their bodies on Saturday. It's dangerous. And like you said, Kevin, you pointed out minimum six games need to be played in the conference. Yeah, I think what's really interesting about the timetable to get ready for that Purdue game, as you talked about, George, was not only is that a short window, but right now we're still early in the season. So every practice counts 
you know, these players who are battling for a starting spot or to move up the depth chart, you know, they're going to lose out on some opportunities to be seen. So uh, beyond the scheme of everything, repping something that might be new in the playbook and also trying to find the right personnel to fit it. I mean, that's a really tricky situation that Wisconsin is in as they look past this week and look into November and their next game is Purdue. Dan, as for Nebraska, the next game is going to be at Northwestern. That's going to be November 7th. The Huskers scheduled for an 11 a.m. start there. There is some discussion right now about Nebraska trying to pursue a non-conference opponent this week. I don't know that that is realistic at all. And this is why, in my opinion, if the Big Ten were allowing Nebraska to bring in a say South Dakota state or a North Dakota, state, a, a non big 10 team, it sets an entirely new precedent and you would maybe see free agency scheduling for any team that might be in the situation Nebraska is in. So I don't, though it may seem realistic. Hey, if they can't play, let's find somebody that can. In fact, Dan, that's what we've seen locally on the high school level this year. There have been a ton of games across Nebraska that some teams have had to shut down due to COVID-19. So teams have gone on and found a new opponent. I don't think that that's going to happen in the Big Ten. Yeah, the NSAA here in, in Nebraska, George, they, they made it so if two teams get a game canceled or called off, they can play each other. The Big Ten said no from day one that that cannot happen. I can't believe we're having these talks again. I feel like it's deja vu and, and we've reversed the timeline a few months. It's not going to happen. Nor and Sir Yacht, Sir Yacht is back on the timeline today, and that's not a good thing. I'll say nothing about him. That's as nice as I can be. George, are in you my, Sir Yacht? No, no. And invest in my way of holding my New Jersey tongue and biting it. I will say nothing about that kid. Nothing. That's all I'll say. All right, Nebraska season opener was uh, home opener, excuse me, was scheduled to be on this Saturday, Halloween at Memorial Stadium. Instead, the stadium will sit entirely empty, not even coaches and players on the field. That game is canceled. The Huskers now look ahead to week three, which will be their second game of the season. Dan, real quick, Deontay Williams, Cam Taylor Britt, they were scheduled to be out the first half of this game because of those targeting penalties in the season opener. Do you expect those to carry over to the next game? My hunch is yes. They yeah, still I have served that suspension. Yep, I would agree. Yes. We will wait and see on that. There's still many more things to play out as we navigate forward. George Belecci of uh, NBC 15 Madison, thank you so much for the time. We appreciate you. You can catch uh, more news as it becomes available to us on 1011 News uh, throughout our newscasts this week, next week, and we'll lead you up to Nebraska Northwestern. But until next Monday, when we have the next podcast, Bid you adieu. Thanks to George. Thanks to Dan. You've been listening to the End Report Podcast. You've been listening to the End Report Podcast from 1011 Now. Subscribe and leave a ratings on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch 1011 Now Sports and download the 1011 Now app. This is an alert from your Stay up to date during severe weather season with push notifications from the 1011 Now Weather App. Download the 1011 Now Weather App for free today.